Okay, I have a very important question. Please. Which is sexier? Mud riggins or rain mm. riggins? Rain. rain for me. Yeah. I like a clean boy. Yes. <laughs> Wet but clean. Yes. Yeah. Um, I kind Yikes. of like mud riggins, so I guess I'm a zombie okay. girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you're going to go riggins, like, let's dirty him up a little let's bit. Just, He's a dirty yeah, boy. Let's just go all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody have any, you know, massive events this week other than the peaceful transition of power that we all witnessed? <laughs> That'll be it for me. That was pretty. That cool. was it for me as well. One. Those are my big plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been walking at the park a lot lately. Okay. It's kind okay. of my new go-to afternoon thing. Nice. I bought a bike off of Craigslist, so I've been riding that around Ooh. the nape. Yeah. I am scared to ride bikes in the metropolitan area. Yeah, I know. Thankfully, we have a trail pretty close. A trail. Yeah, if I if we had like a trail yeah. trail, I would go ride my bike. But like downtown Denver, I've I've been hit by a car before on my feet, and it's likely <laughs> to happen on wheels yeah. as well. So, so drivers yeah. here not the best, and they really don't care for human life. So yeah. Allie, how has your quarantine been? Are you ready for this-ish to be over? You know, I would like it to last about four more lengths. I just want more. It just hasn't been enough. Yeah, (laughs) There's a lot of people Um, I'm not ready to see yet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is is true. I do feel like there will be aspects that genuinely all of us will miss. Um, But those those things far, like, they so don't matter in comparison to like what is actually going on in the world so it's like um yes i'm ready for it to be over but yes my watching tv like eight hours a day will have to change but i'm willing to give that up yeah um, yes. for the for the safety of our country yes i know yeah the introverts of the world are willing to make the sacrifice of going back to normal yeah, exactly. life exactly yeah, yeah. We, don't we forget do it, it. Yes. no everyone's I know. still worried about me because i live alone and i'm like really guys i'm fine I'm not thriving. interacting with other people for days on end. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, a long time. I haven't even, I don't think I've talked to another human in person this whole week. <laughs> whole week? Your voice went up because of Zoom. And so it sounded oh. like, all week. Um, Just want to show you yeah, guys my vibrato. Yeah. Beautiful. Just Thank like a you. subtle little plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been having this weird feeling of like, dread. obviously, no well that yeah um but feeling kind of weirdly nostalgic for the beginning of all of this when it like Mm -hmm. felt like a church lock-in and like you know we were all kind of connected you know banding together and yeah now I'm just like it's this weird in between we're like I mean we're not really starting to reopen anything but like I know that's on the horizon and but we're so far away from it still so it's like I know I had a weird moment that I truly could have never envisioned would just like 
you know, when you have like quarantine moments, we're like, wow, if I had, if myself from two years ago had seen this, I pulled out an old mask, like the first mask that I bought. I found it in a drawer. It's a Tiger King mask, you guys. And I was like, wow, that was a moment. That was a year ago. What the hell just happened? Baskin is on Cameo and she charges Classic. a lot. Carol Baskin charges like 300 a session. I feel like I saw that. So <laughs> really Carol good. Baskin, based <laughs> off of the data we have from Cameo, is worth more than Roger Stone. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> For sure. Entertaining. Also, advice. Joe Exotic is in jail in Fort Worth, where Carly and I grew up. I know. Wow. Fun fact. That's yeah. wonderful. Fun fact. It's wonderful. I know. I want to go visit. He was yeah. very upset that he did not make the list of Trump's pardons. I believe that was a big blow for him. Mm. I yeah. I could have seen him pardoning him, frankly. And honestly, good too. for Trump. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> it's like one what of the other things. I'm like, you know what? You did a good job. They're there. like, you America, there. you need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I saw a tweet yesterday of... Um, Trump's face um, photoshopped into Mrs. Doubtfire's face, and it was like the new maid at the White House looks suspicious. I sent that to my in my sibling group text. Uh, it killed me yesterday. That was a classic. Except that I was yes between my siblings and I. That's an Arrested Development joke. Mrs. I was like Mrs. Featherbottom's back, y'all. Mrs. Featherbottom, I love it. <laughs> Which is arguably as classic as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, for sure. Would you like some bangers in the mouth? <laughs> we should move on. Um, before we... Are you good, Carly? Yes. <laughs> I thought you said hold on. <laughs> oh, I said we should move on. <laughs> oh, I, I thought said, that was on. like your <laughs> passive-aggressive way of telling me to stop interrupting you. Are you good? Oh, no, no, no. Are you... Hey, is everything okay over there? Um, are we good? Um, yes. So before we intro our guest, we have a quick fact check from our last episode because we always make a lot of mistakes and we have a lot of fights about the stupidest things like yes. the first one was who sings it's going down for real and we went on a whole tangent and carly it is flow rider wow featuring sage the gemini and lucas i don't know so, whether or not to be proud of myself or upset with myself <laughs> or, or a little ashamed yeah <laughs> um can i take the uh, second whoopsies because i'm please. pretty sure this is the third no, at least the second episode in a Just row a that I have said that this is a series wrap on Waverly. It is not. It's and still I not. Bet yeah. you, I bet that you you hope that I checked for this episode and I didn't. So <laughs> I, I did. And it, it I'm still scared to say it, but it, 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 it is a series is. wrap um, with Mud Bowl. Yes. Yes. So, Allie, we love Asha Davis, who plays Waverly, and, and her storyline is just cut short. And probably two episodes ago, we were like, we never see her again. And then we saw her the next episode. And then we were like, OK, now this is the series wrap. Still wasn't. So, yeah, this yeah. one's not either, because I watched the wrong episode that comes <laughs> after this. And Waverly's in the next one. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. OK, so I'm pretty sure. And I know that my track record's not great. But I'm pretty sure that her rap is this season and that we lose her in the season okay. rap. Gotcha. Okay. Devastating. I, yes. I, I mean, we'll get into it, I'm sure. But I really like yes. Waverly. Oh, we do too. She has, she has big, we, big poop energy. We love her. <laughs> yes. Oh, we talked about how old we thought the neighbor actress was, um, that Tim is uh, mm-hmm. smooching. Um, her name's Brooke Langton, and she was 37 at the time. Damn. So she, she was like... Yeah, she looks great. She looks amazing. Literally, one of my notes yeah. for this episode is neighbor lady is very hot. Yeah. She is very hot. She's very hot. She's a good looking 
young lady. She's got a great like smirk, you know? Yes. Yeah, like when she smirks at Tim, I'm like, damn, girl. Her features are just like she's finely chiseled. Yeah. She just like has like beautiful kind of angular features. I want to yeah. like touch like Elvin. Yeah. Straight out of Rivendell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Riverdale. <laughs> in terms of yes. all the elf places. <laughs> yeah. And then our final one was... Um, so Allie, you'll be able to relate to this as a regular member on regular member, regular guest on Gilmore Guys when they would do a segment called Is This Homophobic? <laughs> and obviously there's some stuff in this show as it's the same era. Um mm-hmm. and in the last episode, Matt and Smash fall asleep on the field and they're kinda like close together and Tim's like, dude, that's so broke back. Um and we had a conversation about that and how that was such a hilarious joke at the time. And then Carly was like was Brokeback Mountain produced, written, directed by any LGBTQ people? Um, Ang Lee, who's the director, is straight. The writers were straight. And I and I said, I don't think the producers were gay. And then I gave up. So yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I don't think any, I don't know if any gay people yeah. worked on that movie, well, which is unfortunate. Because we were talking about how it's just crazy how at that time that was like the only piece of gay media that was widely dispersed. And then I right. was like, yeah. I, and I doubt that it was even produced by anybody who is actually in the lgbt community but still broke boundaries and was a great thing broke back boundaries Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now i feel like the past year every good show movie i watched had a gay storyline like literally like killing eve i watched um i'm blanking on all the others but i swear it was like every single medium which is awesome say thank god Mm-hmm. For the LGBT mm-hmm. community, breaking up the straight white male uh, storylines from our yeah. movies that we know and hate so much. Yes. God, yeah. I watched a lot of like old classics in quarantine and they were good, but damn, were we misogynistic and oh, homophobic and everything. And I and I knew that, but just watching it was just... I know. I was like, wow, it's- I forgot about all that. It's hard to watch stuff. some of those old ones that we like loved growing up and then... You watch it now, like Devil Wears Prada. Every time I watch it, I'm like, "Ooh, ouch!" Ooh, ah. Yeah. Especially yeah. with yeah, when he's like, uh, si- "All of the female body size talk is just horrendous in that movie." God, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right, well, Carly, would you like to intro our new buddy? Yes. Let's introduce our new buddy Allie Gertz who is a musician writer and former editor at Mad Magazine Gertz is known for her satirical pop culture songs on YouTube she was a frequent guest of Gilmore Guys and we're excited to have our first Gilly on the show hi perfect timing (laughs) you did it that's my first time doing the guest intro you did a great job thank you so well It's funny because we're always like, let's introduce our guest. And then it's like Willie Nelson. really <laughs> They're like, wow, I like the relaxed Cozy. vibe. <laughs> yeah. Very chill. It's a little different. It's how we do things down in Tejas. I'm home. But we are thrilled um, to have Allie with us today. As you guys know, we uh, frequently discuss Gilmore Girls and almost as frequently discuss <laughs> the podcast Gilmore Guys. We do. Fantastic show. Yes. And our show is um, inspired by Gilmore Guys. And we we had a super fun 
Zoom chat with Kevin telling him all about it, making sure he wasn't going to sue us. Just kidding. (laughs) But also, yes, a little bit. I know. Well, I was like, Allie's going to see how we've like pulled things from their show. Like this is the first guest that's going to be like, oh, I've I've done this before. Yeah. You can call us out on it. Yeah, please do. But it's not a secret. Well, and we're yeah. all ladies, so I'm inclined to think we're all better anyway. So Agreed. 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 Yeah. I don't really yeah. Definitely, definitely better. <laughs> this is like 2.0 yeah. version. Um, right, right, right. But yes, and we are going to talk about one of the most iconic episodes of Friday Night Lights, Mud Bowl. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it was is. like, I I like already knew because it, it's our, it's one of my favorites, but I was looking up all these lists and it's like on the, all the top 10 episodes of the show. Yeah, it's definitely um, a save. So uh, I was just wondering as a, and, and I'm not trying to hijack, you guys might be about to do oh, a please. segment about this, but <laughs> I have never seen the show before. And so I don't even know like what year did it come out or like yeah. what was the reception at the time? Like I know nothing about it aside from the two episodes that I watched, um, which I, I love unfortunately it. watched in the wrong order. <laughs> I, I misread okay. the email, <laughs> um, which was kind of fun. I, I, I have... Basically, I have been on several podcasts of rewatch shows, and I always get dropped in the middle of something. That, that's <laughs> how I got introduced to Gilmore Girls. I had never seen it before, the Gilmore Guys. Ooh. And then I just fell in love with the show, and um, that's what happened to Survivor. During oh quarantine, I've watched 30 seasons of Survivor back-to-back, <laughs> and I'm still watching. It's I have gotten so... into Survivor in quarantine, too. Ah! I'm, like, on my seventh <laughs> so season. My oh, my God. My Pearl friend and Islands, I Islands because that's the best season. <laughs> right now we're on um like we kind of skip around. We're not going in order, but I think we're on season thirty maybe. But it's um uh, an all star season where they brought oh, all the fan favorites and we second are chance. Oh my so gosh! Good. Yes, I just watched that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like last week. I'm so excited. We're only on season or episode like two, and all of my favorite people are there. And I could not be more thrilled. But we're Incredible. not here to talk. I, when we started it, Sadly we were like, not we're here. not going to become one of those like cult survivor people. We just we're going to laugh at at us watching this and it's going to be funny. But we're so and then deep. Oh, my God. you're looking up. How do you make a fire with Flint? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know yes. all of the idols, all of the players were just the other day. We were like, you know, that we're like fully survivor <laughs> people now and we're like yeah oh yes welcome <laughs> oh, to yeah. the cults um yep. but yeah so the same thing happened with me um with this show it's i i always have heard that it's amazing um <clears throat> but when uh i was messaged about doing the show i was kind of like oh that means i'm gonna become obsessed with friday night lights i don't know <laughs> if i have time to do that right now but i know it's gonna happen so i'm just gonna let it happen and of course yes. it's phenomenal and i'm very excited but i did not know that this episode Yay. was like um a standout in any way because for me it's like that's what the show is to me yeah (laughs) so I'm very excited to see kind of like what the episodes leading up to it have been like and yeah yeah, it's intense it's a very intense episode yeah this is such a cool this is a cool I think actually a good spot to kind of drop in if you're gonna drop into a show this is like Mm -hmm. it's a fan favorite it's it's a producer favorite um it's just a beloved episode but it's also and we'll get more into it, but it's it's an episode that like really encapsulates the whole theme of the show, and mm-hmm. it's also like one of the one of the first episodes that really kind of showed their viewers and the world the firing power that this show had. This is like the first time they I feel like they they really brought out the big guns and uh, kind of floored everyone. This is usually the episode that people say they like got hooked. So. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's the first season. It's kind of when they like 
um, just caught their momentum, I think. Yeah. And this is so this episode came out March 28th, 2007. So that's where we are Got in the it. world. <laughs> in, um, in space and time. And yes, this season is the longest season of Friday Night Lights. Every other one is 13 to 15 and this is 22 episodes. So we've been kind of like kind of there's the natural mid-season slump. And so last episode, this episode and the last two are, are just awesome. It's just a good mm-hmm. kind of home run yeah yeah and there's lots of good in the first season leading up to this but they're definitely like yeah finding their voice and most of all pace which did end up changing like monica said in the following seasons they're, they kind of sped it up a little bit um which they do in this these last few episodes too and you can tell it's just like much more suitable for the character development yeah. Allie, did you ever watch parenthood yes i love parenthood oh, yes. so Same. much and so i was excited too. to see um uh what is her name who plays like the therapist of the kid oh it's lila it's uh Minka Kelly. the actress yes yes yes, I yes. Love her. we love Minka. yeah there's a lot of crossover um with yeah writers producers actors with those two shows and we almost did parenthood um mm-hmm. which i was thinking about today i was like maybe we'll do that after when we're like 45 <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, it's like maybe we'll just keep this going but um, I'm glad we we decided on Friday Night Lights because it's just like the Texas thing and it's just so much more like kind of brandy of a and, and culty of a show. I mean, Parenthood yeah. was more popular, um, had a lot more viewership, but the Friday Night Lights fandom is like very uh, strong and super mm-hmm. culty. So that and it's very much like fun. Gilmore Girls where it ha- is kind of like a warm blanket of a show. Everyone loves to escape to Dylan. I mean, it definitely is a little bit heavier it's not as light and fluffy as Gilmore I mean Gilmore gets real but uh for like the majority it's just you know background noise um right and this show isn't one I like would leave on in the background of my apartment no this is like Gilmore Girls meets Degrassi from what I saw yes (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah (laughs) yes but I think it was it's interesting because Jason Kadams the showrunner and creator for Friday Night Lights and Parenthood and then um What's it called? What's the one now? Well, Peter Burke created us? this is us. Lines. Yeah, but Jason Kadams was um, producer, right? But crossover. he's the yeah. he's the tie-in between those shows, and yes. I just feel like with each show, he's like watered down his angle. I guess that I mean all of his mm-hmm. shows have that this like visceral family intercommunication that's really natural and uh everyone relates with really instantly and stuff but each time he just like broadened the audience and i think kind of watered down um i don't know what makes it magical and friday night lights is like a really concentrated version it's true because a lot of people i mean that i try to get into this show they're like i'm dizzy with the documentary style i can't (laughs) feel sick and then people with parenthood are like they're always they're always talking over each other i'm like but that's real life that's why i love it so i the reasons why it's so great are also the reasons why it's wasn't mainstream. So, yeah, um, they definitely yeah. fought cancellation every season. It did not have big viewership while it was airing, but they continued to make it. Thank God. Um, yeah. And now it grew. It grew its following afterwards, kind of like Gilmore. Yeah. I read something, too, which you might say in your film section, so you can cut this out if you want it in there. Classic but, um, stealing my tickets. <laughs> classic stealing your thunder. But I did read also, like many shows, it was on the brink of maybe being canceled. And so I think that's why this episode f- is so big, because they were like, if this is the only season we get, 
um, and coach goes to that other school or whatever, yeah. and that's the ending that we want, then we're going to really play into that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I do think it was, I guess we'll get into it, but it's just an interesting story <laughs> choice if they were like worried about cancellation that the whole first season they're like writing about the main guy possibly leaving. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe guys. the maybe the like finale is like he decides to stay, you know, I don't yeah. know. That's why this, I feel like mud bowl and like they're going to state. That was For like, sure. that's why. Yeah. I do always like endings like that though, where, um, they're about to start a new adventure and you don't get to follow along with them. So you kind of just get to imagine what it is that they're going to do. Yeah, I always love true. endings like that. And often there, it, that ending does come from a show not being renewed. Like party yeah. down, I think is great for that reason. That or one. freaks and geeks is really oh, great for freaks that and reason. Geeks. Yes. One of my favorite endings. Yes. They did a really good job with that. I, uh, freaks and geeks is so close to my heart. Have you, did you ever read, um, uh, Oh my gosh, what's his face's book? Judd Apatow? Yes, Judd Apatow's book, Sick in the Head. Uh, yes. It was so good. <laughs> All the freaks and geeks, like tid- tidbits and stories and pictures of just the the heart and soul that went into that show. It's actually a lot like Friday Night Lights, kind of the crew, yeah. all of the crew and the actors and everybody talks about how authentic and how invested they all were equally into that project. And uh, that always comes through in TV. I love that. Mm. Well, Carly, would you like to read the IMDb synopsis for this yes. episode? Um, all righty. A chemical spill forces Coach Taylor and the Panthers to seek another facility in which to play the crucial <laughs> state semifinal game. And that is it. That's it. <laughs> Good. That's all you get. Um, our, our friend uh, Movie Dude 1 writes all Movie of Dude the one. IMDb synopses. Um, they're often... <laughs> horrible but we like them (laughs) well we have to keep saying them and then i didn't i did notice on imdb that this is yeah this is the top this is in the top five of the highest rates of the season it's ranked number two behind the finale on imdb for this season yeah yeah it's a great episode i'm excited to uh dig in me too let's do some texas things texas is a place i didn't love to I feel like we had a lot of Texas in this episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a number of reasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the cow field. I mean, I that's just, wrote just so many cows. So many cows. <laughs> so little time. So little time. <laughs> which, Allie, we grew up in Fort Worth, which is not like a small town in Texas. But I still I saw cows on the way to school. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that big field by um, the hospital. They'll be like, yeah. yeah, they'll be like big hospitals, buildings, skyscrapers cows more buildings <laughs> houses cows there are there That's are great. cows everywhere i'm from like la county i was born in long beach california so my whole life has been here and um the only cows i ever see if i'm not traveling um are like the ceramic cows at mendocino <laughs> farms <laughs> we like, have oh, ceramic cows cool. too oh. yeah we have some of those fake cows yeah. cool. i remember i was really excited to see a dairy cow for the first time because oh, yeah. most it's like brown cows in texas steer. like meat cows meat no, cows. <laughs> so i was like i remember i was in like south carolina or something and i was like oh my god black and white cow. i know like, dairy cows are so it. cute the the cows yeah. around texas are not the cute ones they're like no. you can smell them before you see them like in the car, you'll go, you can smell, and then you're like, oh, okay. And then you see the processing yeah. facility, and yeah, they're definitely yeah. meat cows. Yikes. But um, 
yes, this whole like field, it's just the flatness, the cows, yep. the train situation. The train. I, yep. Someone was writing a review of this episode online and they were like, so unrealistic, the train and some weird chemical spill. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's the most Texas shit I've ever heard. <laughs> right, Chernobyl. Yeah. It's pre-Chernobyl. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, we have we had like a meth uh uh f- like a natural gas pump or whatever less than a mile from my house that one time in high school I would went on like a big environmental kick. Basically, growing up in Texas, no one told me that the environment was threatened until I took biology <laughs> in high school and I was like, "What the hell, guys?" <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a real crisis. Yeah. And I remember looking up that plant by, behind my house and it put out like super dangerous levels of methane my whole life oh my god it was like cool um yeah and we have tons of trains so i find it pretty accurate that a train would crash and release a dangerous hazardous chemical i agree this was also the most texas line i think of the episode and if you have a problem coming down here without your fancy stadium and your high-tech gear because you're going to get your keisters beat. What I'm saying is, <laughs> it's a football game. What you need for a football game is a football field, 22 kids, and a pigskin. Love it. <laughs> I wrote down that line. I thought it was so great. Yes. Right? It's it's very charming. I um, I have been to Texas for about one hour, like, as I was driving with my family to Arizona. So, like, I think, like, we would stop through on different road trips here and there, but yeah. I've never spent actual quality time there and even just from the one um episode i feel like the draw and the appeal and kind of like man i've never experienced like town energy at all which i think Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons i love gilmore girls so much and and other shows even parenthood where it's just kind of like this community like and um it also made me think like should i teach high school (laughs) like (laughs) like, i need to be a part of this somehow (laughs) i know the small town energy is is super fun to watch and i think friday night lights is special because they depict texas so accurately which i feel like in media and tv and stuff is so rare texas i mean i'm not like a beecher chest like huge diehard texas fan like a lot of texans i liked my childhood there i have great memories i don't live there i have not chosen to live there but it's always misrepresented. We get the, like, they always mess up the accents. It never looks or feels right. Hollywood just doesn't get it. And uh, mm. this show got it. And got it. they yeah. just did such a good job. Um, and Kyle Chandler, particularly his accent. And he just really, really understood the vibe. Yeah. Is there a show that really um, captures L.A. really well? Because I feel like there's so many shows that are New set girl. there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, the show You're the Worst does a really good oh, I've job. I've heard of that. Oh, I've heard of me yeah, too. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, it definitely has, uh, like, it, it shows the parts of East LA and, and Echo Park and Silver Lake that people actually go to instead yeah. of just, like, where tourists would go to. Right. Um, mm. and, but also Swingers really gets LA <laughs> down and like that movie for being as old as it is um i'm always surprised when i rewatch it to to recognize like wow like the the industry and that feeling of trying to make it when mm-hmm. you're that age it still mm-hmm. is exactly the same even though some of it you know i, I, 
can't remember if any of it is like I'm sure there's part of it that's like slightly problematic but it truly holds up like yeah uh, don't quote me on this I mean I know we're recording (laughs) but um, (laughs) literally quoting you right now (laughs) but yeah I think that those that those two forms of media do a really good job of capturing LA Mm, but we have a lot of things to pick from so right true yeah there's a lot of I really felt like I got LA when I watched La La Land (laughs) that one's about LA right that's in LA right LA (laughs) that's in LA um but yeah this this episode in particular I just felt like really had the Texas energy and the pride yeah, yeah and Coach Taylor and Buddy driving around when they're looking for a venue. I mean, anytime they get in the car, because it was actually filmed in Texas. Right. It just feels so. And even Buddy getting out to take a leak, like that's just... because in Texas <laughs> you can. Everything. I hate that so... phrase. Take a I leak. Know, but that's what they always say. <laughs> that's what they okay. say. I know. Can we stop pulling over and take a leak? You've got to take a leak. Just say you have to Ugh. tinkle like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's what my mom says, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Or when adults say, um, use like the little girls Ew, room. Yeah. yeah. It's not. Or um, the potty. Yeah. I've heard tinkle target, which is like, <laughs> why, why that? <laughs> I got a tinkle target. It's the porcelain oh, that throne. We huh. know that. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to see a man about some porcelain. I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's that from? I was just going to quickly say that I'm, I'm very yeah. prude about terminology when it comes to that and so I will say just like oh th- use the restroom but I'll even say that about like a cat <laughs> like, just like, oh, the- oh she has to use the restroom it's like what do you mean <laughs> I do the same thing that's true I don't like to say that even with a pet yeah. I know <laughs> I always say like go go to the bathroom yeah exactly yeah. oh the dog did she go to the bathroom <laughs> like well it's like well she's in the living room so she- I don't think so <laughs> Right. Carly, do you have, you, you were doing this last time. Do you have like fruit flies? In your yes. All, my, oh, my no. house plants get these little like mm. gnats. Um, yeah. And they're really hard to get rid of. Quarantine friends. That's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah you need those. You're not seeing humans. Yeah. It is. It is an to... issue in this household. They're always like in my coffee. It's just a part yeah. of my life now. Can't get rid I of had, them. when I lived in this big house in Nashville with four other people five other people i can't even remember um we had a fruit fly problem for a few months and anytime we had people over and we had like a bottle of red wine open we would give them a plate to cover their (laughs) their wine (laughs) like here's your wine glass and here's your plate yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i could have less plants but that doesn't seem likely to happen yeah um okay we haven't talked yet about the most obvious texas thing is lila and waverly going and packing heat true and talking I about it, saying that they were packing heat saying packing heat <laughs> yeah i gotta say i love their friendship i do too and i loved that scene. that was fun um me too i didn't find it to be like kitschy or overdone i think that that was very much the lifestyle that we grew up with and yeah. and, and yeah. no they don't always go to the shooting range sometimes they <laughs> just take their dad's guns and go and find some cans yeah yeah i've that scene definitely exists um in other shows probably since then and Mm -hmm. probably a few times before then but it's it's always when it's two women coming together and i don't know what their friendship is like before um this is their non-existent first kind of that's kind of what i assumed and i really um felt that energy coming through of just like here are two people who might not normally connect who Mm -hmm. are having this really cool moment of kind of um, just letting go of of the things that are kind of 
like festering inside of them. Mm-hmm. It just was really great. I loved it. I did too. And I think it's so easy to get cheesy when you get two female characters together and they're like, screw the boys. And like, (laughs) like you should be calling anyone four times and kind of like going there. It can be done poorly. And I thought that this was perfect and just subtle enough. Like they don't even talk that much. It's just about them being together in that action. But uh, that was very Tejas. And I thought the way that um, Waverly impersonated people of Dylan was really cute. Here we go. You know, that's what I get for going out with the star running back of the Dylan Piper. <laughs> Dylan Piper. That was cute. <laughs> that was cute. Um, yeah. Okay. So, as a non-Texan, Allie, did anything like mm. really stand out to you? Yeah, they're like, what the heck? <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> nothing seemed like particularly out of the ordinary to me. Um, in terms of like, what on earth are they doing slash saying? Um, <laughs> but there were obviously um, like the the choice to end up going to this cow field was like mm-hmm. the type of thing that could only happen in a place like Texas. Yeah. And so that just felt like I totally get why this show is set here. Like this really makes sense because I had no idea it was set in Texas. I had no I truly knew nothing about the show. Yeah, um, love it. And so um, it just felt really homey and and like legit it just felt right it's so lived in and this is something we talk about on our show a ton and so like one of the famous features of this show is that they like rarely ever did rehearsal they never did blocking most of it is ad-libbed um I mean we've pulled some scripts but um all of the characters talk a lot about uh, I just wanted you to keep going. They're not even actors. Like, yeah, they they're just, just like people, people they pulled <laughs> off the street and fed cheeseburgers. Right. It's just so raw. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is, and so much of it is improv and ad-libbed, and you just really feel that, even from episode one. Like, this is one of the best, my favorite pilots of all time. So, like, if you do feel like yeah, going back to watch, the pilot's incredible. And it's lived in from the second they start filming. Ooh, yeah, it really so is. Exciting. It's really, it's really yeah. unique to this show. I feel like uh, they just knew exactly what they wanted to make. And then my yeah. boyfriend assumed I was watching the pilot because I said that I had to watch it for a <laughs> podcast, and so he was just like, "Whoa, like, this is a really <laughs> intense pilot." And well, like, yeah, the pilot is the really intense. <laughs> they get really into yeah, it. Yeah, the pilot God. is intense. Yeah, but not. I, not yeah. like this. <laughs> I'm prepared. I'm prepared. I uh, I used to host a Twin Peaks podcast where I watched the show for my first time, and I thought that that for some reason was a comedy. So like when I went into <laughs> Twin Peaks, I was just like, Oh my god, what did I sign up for? <laughs> Seriously, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> um, the other thing that was really Texas, my last one was just as usual, Smash's prayer. Um, they just do a lot of praying, yeah. although they've been doing less praying, but. <laughs> They've been a little light on the praying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was wondering. So, you know, it just in terms of like it had a very loyal but smaller fan base, it sounds like. And it was up for possible cancellation kind of throughout, it sounds like. So mm-hmm. um, who were the people that were watching it? Was it people? Do you think that was um, do you think it was like people who are religious and are from Texas and like do connect to the show? Or is it kind of like people that? just are like, oh, this is so interesting. I don't know anything about this type of world, but this is so great. And like, where mm-hmm. do you guys fall on the spectrum of like, how did you yeah. guys get into the show? I think question. when it was airing, I 
I would guess most of the fans are were people from Texas, at least initially. I think, again, it was one of the first, still one of the only pieces of media that I feel like really captures the Texas energy in an honest way, where we're not just like the hot, like stupid girl who's the best <laughs> friend and or right. whatever. Um, they just really... They did it so well that Texans watched it. But then I think that people who aren't from Texas really enjoyed it. Like we had a fan write in say he's from oops, Nepal, Nepal, but he went to school in Alabama or he yeah. went to school somewhere in the South and he got really into Friday Night Lights just because he like went to university in the South and kind of missed that vibe. Totally. And it really was something that was super unique to him. So it was like a little study i think that people enjoyed watching the texas yeah because i was gonna say i don't know like all the demographic information but just from like my what i know like we had yeah we have family friends in you know new york that are jewish and never been to texas always lived in new york that like absolutely loved it (laughs) um so i think it's a mix um yeah because yeah i think it's you know if you're from texas um and you grew up this certain way like it is it feels very accurate but um if you're from somewhere else then it is that kind of uh kind of that feel that's like you're oh like this is so different but i can also world. relate to it yeah yeah, yeah peering into something mm-hmm. else so and i think that yeah. this show like religious wise it, it does lean conservative or like religious a little bit but in a different way like yeah like it's not really a part of the show and the show itself I find to be more liberal than a show even like Gilmore that was so right, yeah. you know like really shoving like <laughs> anti-sex storylines and things like that down your throat this show is not everyone like, gets pregnant yeah as like, soon yeah. as they have sex yeah <laughs> this show's like more in your face god. <laughs> yeah god Ugh. um this show's like more in your face about religion but less conservative it's cultural it's yeah. culturally not spiritually so it's like, yeah. like it's that. accurate for Texas like not pushing anything it's just like that a lot of people in texas pray and go to church but like the show itself is is fairly progressive for early Mm -hmm. 2000s yeah like earlier in the season they uh do a series of episodes that is like really kind of aggressively tackling race um issues in small town texas and how like all of the black players weren't feeling equal but they're so valued because of the football industry in texas like and this was 2007 and they just like dove right into that and they went there you know like we see in this episode that they are gonna go down this like attempted rape storyline that we'll get into that but in this episode i think they tell a really important story and they just tackle that fearlessly and so like they kind of gravitate towards some of these more like difficult um topics and storylines at least for their time i feel like um yeah Yeah. people uh wrongly i think label it as a kind of religious show just because they pray and stuff but the storylines and the characters like it's not bound by those um like parameters parameters Yeah. yeah Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting to me. Like, I kind of have grown up um, just kind of agnostic, I guess. Like, just there wasn't really any religion in my upbringing. It just wasn't really... I never had to denounce anything. I just never really grew up with it. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think that more and more as I get older, um, 
and you know, as I meet more people, I kind of have shifted my ideas of like what it means to be religious or like mm-hmm. what religious people are like. Um, and especially like if I hear that there's a show about football that takes place in Texas that came out when George Bush was president and there's praying <laughs> in it, I'm going to think yeah. like, I don't know if that show's for me, yeah. <laughs> but, um, totally. but then you watch it and then, you know, it's, it's really great. And the fact that they're like, um, like I assumed the cast would be all white. I didn't yeah. know that they would ever tackle something as serious as a sexual assault and it's really incredible and I love it and mm-hmm. um it's it's interesting to me just to even kind of get us like a snippet of um religion being portrayed in kind of a positive way because I feel like a lot of shows either are like they're made by Christians and they're not very like good because it's cheesy yeah. <laughs> like after school special <laughs> Or it's co- yep. or it's someone who's an atheist covering religion, and then it's just like just Portrayed, showing you how yeah. awful and evil it is. So it's actually kind of nice to just see it as mm-hmm. like this. This is just a part of their lives, and like yeah. prayer is beautiful, and like it's just a part of what's good for them. And um, it's just so interesting again because I don't have any of that in my upbringing for a, mm-hmm. a, a second. <laughs> so yeah. it's just kind of <laughs> like, like okay, cool. This is nice. Yeah, yeah. and so it's I, nice to I, watch I, it. I, love I, it. I agree. Um, yeah about the way religion it's good to hear that you feel that way too yeah yeah. Yeah. and in this show it's not a part of the storyline really or well i mean a little bit later but tiny bit but yeah and that's not a favorite storyline of mine or many fans anyways but (laughs) yeah um, but most for the most part it's not a part of the story it just is a part of the characters lives and it's not in your face yeah it's not too much they do it in a really tactful way that i'm not like super I'm not church religious as an adult I grew up like in Texas going to church every Sunday was not an option Um, and in my adult life I'm much more spiritual and like gravitated away from the like institution of church but it's still super comforting to me to just like watch people who religion is a part of their lives in a positive way yeah totally Yeah. yeah yeah I agree well should we do some Tammy time Sure. Let's do it. Tammy time. Um, I didn't have a ton of Tammy notes this episode, even though she was great. She was more of like... I looked out at my notes and it's like, Tammy. (laughs) I just have have one Tammy note. I mean, she was more of like like a cheerleader in this episode. At least like people were... so cute. Yeah. She still had great moments and stuff, but she was more just like a supportive role. But I just... She's so beautiful, but she's not beautiful in that way that like makes you hate yourself and hate mm-hmm. her and hate her she's beautiful <laughs> yeah. in that way that like her glow just makes you happy makes you love her makes the people around her look beautiful and i wrote so true her golden glow even makes the cows look good oh and it did <laughs> um <laughs> is that a is that the first line of your poem <laughs> yes I, I actually pulled that straight from my diary yeah what do the cows represent <laughs> yeah um, i love connie Britton. um i'm yeah. like uh, a very big fan of the sh- the sitcom spin city it was the show that Ooh. was on um like when i got home from school so yeah. it was just kind of like before you could like choose the channels or whatever so it was right. just kind of well i could choose the channel but like you know right right I mean. but not there were fewer. Yeah. <laughs> yes um and yeah so i would always watch spin city and i just always loved her so much so i didn't recognize her at first because it has been years since spin mm-hmm. city and then this show but i was like i know her and like she's giving me such positive vibes and then i looked her up yes. and i'm like oh my god it's her um, yes 
and yeah, I mean, I because I watched the episode following this first, I fortunately got to see a little bit more of Tammy yes. and who she is, which helped me Good. kind of understand this episode. But I really love her. And, you know, I was telling my boyfriend, Alec, that we're um, going to be doing a podcast, um, this very podcast. And um, <laughs> she, he was saying, like, oh, everyone's in love with the coach character. Um, oh, yeah. Like, everyone just thinks he's so hot. And um, he – so – Alec worked on the movie Game Night, um, oh, which yeah. That, yeah, Kyle Chandler and, and Jesse Clemens is yeah. in. Yes. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, that's such a weird reunion that they had on that movie, um, <laughs> yeah. which is very good, very by different the way. vibe. <laughs> it's it really very vibe. good. It's like I loved legitimately it. laugh out loud funny. Ooh, I need to watch uh, it. I really liked it. Yeah, it's really really good. But um, uh, I was kind of wondering, like, oh, well, I wonder who the wife character is. I I also just watched um, Breaking Bad for the first time, which <gasps> Jesse Clemens is also in. Yes, and, although a little um, darker. The through a line. little darker, but it was <laughs> interesting to me just because, you know, um, when you watch a show that comes out around this time, um, you have to kind of remember, like, God, there was just such a hatred of women that has shifted um, more and more, thank God. I mean, there's always going to be m- misogyny, and of course, the further back you go, the worse it's going to be, but... Yes. I just thought that Skylar, um, for those who don't know, the wife on Breaking Bad, was always, like, treated by the fans as, like, such a bitch. Oh, and it yes. was just like, why? Like, she's really I was even guilty awesome. of it. Totally. And I would have been, too, had I watched it when I aired, I think, because internalized misogyny is a whole yeah. thing. But anyway, um, I was a little worried that, like, oh, well, if everyone thinks this, like, coach is hot, then mm-hmm. I'm guessing that everyone's going to hate the wife. And then, um, like, you get to see her, and, like, it just seems like she's this, like, powerful awesome yeah lady like it just seems like like the powerhouse of the the show yeah yeah Yeah. so she was in the original movie friday night lights um and she was also the coach's wife but um she was like very much in that (laughs) misogynist lens didn't really have a role totally Um, did not pass the Bechtel test, that whole thing (laughs) um and so she was like i will do the tv show if i can you know actually have uh, a voice and yeah. she definitely does and i'm glad you watched the next episode because she's yeah she has a smaller part in this one but yeah, yeah. she in- influences the kids just as much as coach yeah. does in a very different way and they just balance and that her dynamic really acting well acting is incredible they give her really powerful storylines and she's yeah. like beloved by the fans she's like one of those characters that just sort of defies the norms like she's beautiful and everyone loves her for it she but she's not but she's down to earth and you connect with her she's she just kind of hits every target perfectly yeah. and everyone just damn if we don't love just connie Britton, damn if we don't <laughs> which is why we have tammy time specifically i love it dedicated yeah. to her we, we got to check in with with tammy tam tam yeah. We also talk about how sexy she is and her incredible breasts. Every time. Often. Yes. Mm-hmm. They weren't showcased <laughs> in this particular episode, but just no. you wait. Devastating. <laughs> oh, but could we pa- could we um pivot into fashion because I do have Oh, a yes, I do too. Her. Yeah. Also, so Allie, this is a Gilmore thing and we just do a little simpler, a little Yeah. <gasps> fashion. Fashion. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. We're, the f- 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 fashion was too hard mm-hmm. for Monica and my small brain. Remotely yeah. is not going to even be possible. So, um, but I loved Tammy's athleisure. That's her what I athleisure. To say. <laughs> she looked great. In it. She did. She did. She did. Um, I most of the things I wrote down for fashion were just how good all of these people looked wet. 
<laughs> yeah, um, true. But I also wrote down Jason's sunglasses in the like cold open. <laughs> yes, just very early two thousands. I mean, very very. Just walked right out of the sunglass hut and and just made his way to Annie Ann's. <laughs> 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 Yeah, um, knowing that this is set in 2007 makes a lot of sense. Um, (laughs) Tyra. Tyra, um, you know, that type of, like, I'm assuming she's popular to a degree. She, Yeah, they kind of built her out as hated, uh, but she's definitely, like, the girl that's lusted after by everyone. And then at this point in the season, we love her. Of course. Yes. Um, But, yeah, so I just remember, like, just how skin tight our clothes had to be for oh, so yeah. long and it's like thank god a that's little, over a little traumatic to revisit that and just be kind of yes. like oh yeah we had to do that oh, and also yeah. like you know lower midriffs showing um and like low-rise jeans and tyra like... bless her the queen of low-rise jeans is a reminder <laughs> yeah. to all of us why we've moved away from yes <laughs> i mean it's like the low-rise jeans and then like the tankini thing yes. where it like showcases the worst part of yeah the at like least my below stomach. the like, belly button for sure <laughs> right yeah. like why would we do that <laughs> and then we no transition to the high waisted way better yeah, yeah. So although better. now I'm Thank seeing God. like super super high waisted and they're like up to the boobs I'm like okay <laughs> just too much <laughs> too much <laughs> you basically just you pull it up over your boobs and yeah. just don't wear a shirt and that's yeah. a romper <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah we do get a lot of uh early 2000s which is why we were like we have to have a fashion section especially Wes. like I mean the small town Texas, particularly, they do such a good job of dressing all the characters like they just shop at the thrift store because that's what people did do. Yeah. And yeah, there were lots of rhinestones. What you going to do about <laughs> it? <laughs> did you notice that Jason's hair is how it was in the pilot again? Okay, you like, ha- you're the one who's noticed I- his <laughs> hair changes, so you have to describe it. I can't catch it. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, So Jason at, in the pilot, his hair is like kind of kind of bowl cutty like it's like down down. and then (laughs) i think it's just longer no once he has his injury it flips up and now all of a sudden it's back down (laughs) what do you think that represents i know i don't know maybe he's okay wait she's got he is like he's back on the team kind of in this episode he's kind of like an assistant coach when he's so he's back in his football hair when he's with the panthers his hair is erect when he's no, not no, no. with opposite. the pa- oh opposite yes yes hmm. his hair is limp curiouser yeah. and curiouser <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry i had to point that out i know no one cares but i just had to i love that type it's, of stuff I it's think really important monica so interesting good good yeah <laughs> i did also note that i know it was kind of an intense moment with the attempted rape but we did get a little sneak peekaroo of um tyra's lower back tattoo Oh, yes. yeah. I noticed yeah. that. Another early that 2000s uh, little memorabilia. Whew. Yeah. What what were they called? Oh, oh it's not nice. Tramp the stamps. tramp stamps. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> people, regular uh, um, people can have, you know, lower midriff yes, tattoos. And do not have to be a tramp. You can be, though. If you, you could want. be. No shame. You could be whatever you want. Here. We don't shame yeah. tramps. No. We are pro tramp. <laughs> we're pro um, tramp. <laughs> did you see jason's top button buttoned yes. at the meeting at the that was a lot yeah with no excessive. tie it was like a top button and like a like a sweatshirt jacket it was a strange combo yeah it was really i mean literally at the very literally 
which is something sometimes I do with like my my glasses to be like a little, you know, a little like nerdy hipster. But, but you Jason was not going up? for that. I button my glasses up. <laughs> I button my glasses into my shirt. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Um, um, yeah, I guess they just wanted him to look really. I don't know. Yeah. He it's did- like when Rory goes to um, court and wears her oh, thing and then emily's like actually i'm button a button <laughs> and richard's like emily <laughs> oh lord that whole storyline irresponsible yes. google rory gilmore sex boat <laughs> <laughs> um okay my other notes are kind of you know hard to decipher oh again i know this was an intense moment but Tyra's braids did look really, really cute and like yeah. kind of curly in a sexy, I just was attacked way after she was attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Not to make light of that moment, which we will Yikes. address in a serious way, but she looked yes. great. She did look great. Um, I also put that Rain, oh, Rain Julie looked really cute. Yeah, she was cute. But if you notice, all of the like B characters in the stands are dry and in their raincoats the whole game <laughs> and then at the very end when they're all like running up they just douse them with the the hose or something so <laughs> with the hose soft. <laughs> that's great um uh, but i did i did love the rain i mean we've talked a lot on this show particularly about rain riggins they yes. often show so tim riggins is like the sex god of friday night lights um yeah the sex god. For obvious yeah, i was about to say was he was he kind of your biggest crush on the first watch or like who are you yeah, most so into? we do teams just like gilmore girls friday night lights has has big teams there's team matt saracen who we didn't get a ton of this episode team smash who's waverly's boyfriend and then team tim technically team jason is included but He's kind of a, a love-hate character, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, looks-wise, Tim, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm also um, Team Tyra. Yeah. <laughs> She's extremely hot. She is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely I was about to say, we can include women in this as well, because sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'm crushing on them more. She's one of those yeah. women that, like, every second that they're on screen, I'm like looking at every inch of their face like i just can't like she's so beautiful um someone that i like briefly dated said that i looked like tyra um and she does normally have dark hair i can see that actually that's them clearly trying to flirt with me though you know what i mean like when someone says you look like uh, like someone that's in that league you're just kind of like okay i see what's happening yeah (laughs) right and i'm okay what you're doing say more things like that also carly i like how you put the female at the center saying that smash was waverly's boyfriend that's how we define him on this show that's basically all he's been in the last few episodes (laughs) i really um i don't know the characters too well but from the two episodes i saw i really i'm sad to hear that waverly's not anymore because i actually really think that waverly and smash have like a good relationship it seems like they're able to like get through some heavy shit and that even when the going gets tough it seems like they they stick it out. Smash which is, is a good so lesson. I'm team Smash. Yeah, um, she is. I know. Um, one of my notes to get into later is that he is a very he went to like he's a very religious man as an adult. I'll get into the deets later. So I'm sorry to say such egregious things about him, but he is sexy as hell. And <laughs> he's extremely hot. Yeah, everyone yeah, in the show is hot. I am extremely yeah. attracted to him, but he's also like got the side of him that you see in this episode where he is like so. 
uh, Ernest and yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God. Mm. It was, I, it a was a great smash, smash episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so we, and we talked about how kind of we have our overarching team, but then it fluctuates kind of episode to episode. So mm-hmm. my overarching team is Matt, but Tim has been, yeah, it's been kind of taken over. I need lately. to look up what Matt looks like because I feel like I don't really yeah. remember. He's like your average Joe. He's really, he's yes. Just really cute. He's just like oh, yeah. the, the sweet, the like, He's just the sweet guy, the super yeah, cute, I, I, sweet guy. I don't go for that ever. Like he seems like <laughs> he'd be like he yeah. seems like Dean and um, Tim seems like Jess to me. So I'm definitely mm. very very much Tim so. And, except that yeah. Matt is much more like farm boy. He never mm. would kick a duffel bag. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> True. Oh, and Allie, just another plug for finishing this show is Logan shows up in season two. Oh yeah, Matt Zucree. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, yep. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I was saying to um, my boyfriend today that I think that uh, that Landry is really cute, just because Jesse yes. Clemens is is oh. like. I know that if you just saw maybe a picture of him and didn't hear him speak, you would kind of just think like, oh, well, I'd prefer to be with like the real Matt Damon. But like, <laughs> then you hear him talk and he's just so he's charming. A and, like, yes. When he's um, flirt flirting with her during the algebra lesson, like that was really <sighs> cute and super yes. charming. And he like, I am playing that plays clip around. because I loved it. Yes, yes please. We, he, his character in the show this is like one of the first episodes we really get to see him and yeah, we, he never goes away and it's the best. Yeah. He's like arrived in this episode because yeah. before oh, he's just okay. been like kind of around making funny comments mm. and he was and not now he's like a season central. regular until I believe this might've been the season. I, I couldn't find it. it like the specific information when we have him on. We'll ask. <laughs> exactly. We'll just ask him. But uh, yeah, he did not start out as a season regular um, and this this may have been when it switched over, but they, for obvious reasons, ended up giving him a much bigger role and wrote him in way more. T God, thank God, Carly. Do you would you be offended if I go to the bathroom while you start your film section? Yes. No. Okay. I'm gonna actually take that opportunity to do that as well. Oh, five. then let's all <laughs> take five, except for me because I don't need to tinkle. <laughs> I just want to show you guys this mug that I just got because it is so cute. So here's the outside. It's very basic and seventies. Love it. Um, but it has a little. Oh frog. my god! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Frogtown, um, and I like my little neighborhood is called Frogtown because it's next to the LA oh. River, and there apparently used to be oh. a bunch of frogs. Uh. With COVID, with everyone like you know, nature is starting to finally yeah, emerge the again. Are we are the virus. The frogs are back, which is cool. Love it. The we um, also back. have a frog connection. The TCU um, oh, yeah. <laughs> is the college in our hometown and they yes, so it's have like frogs. a big, Aww. a really, a really good football team. So we are, we grew up going to frog football games. Oh, uh-huh, that's so football. great. I love yeah. that. Except frog these frogs shoot blood out of their eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Horn frogs do. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Yeah. Old Texas. Cause I remember, you know, when you're little, like, you know, you fight about like stupid stuff, obviously. And, and also um, as adults. And also as adults, but you know, it'd be like if you're a TCU fan, they're like, they're the frogs. That's so lame. And you're like, no, but they're horn frogs, and they shoot blood out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like now I'm just scared, right? Right, exactly. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Everything in Texas is trying to kill you. It is either poisonous (laughs) or pokey. That's so funny. Or pokey. Yes, the burrs. Like regular plants, they look the same as regular plants from other areas, except 
in Texas, they'll be like, but they have thorns. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, let's get into it. All right. We let's have roll the tape. some. Oh, wait. Yes. My film section. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you keep forgetting. We've got a few. More. I'm very anxious. I have a lot of things. I know. To me say. too. Okay. Let's roll the tape. Okay, so this episode was directed by our old bud, David Boyd. He's done a bunch of episodes. He's our, our friend from The Walking Dead. Um, let's see. Oh, we had a couple little FNL fails in this episode. Uh, when Matt pulls the money out of his locker, very, very clearly fake money. And it says <laughs> right, on, right on the money uh, for motion picture use only. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I guess they couldn't get any real hundred hundo dollar bills. Yeah, you know. They're about to be canceled. They didn't have time to spare. <laughs> they're all really poor. <laughs> Not time. Money. Well, they're from spare. the streets. Yeah. They're just random people, remember? All right, right, right. This isn't even a show. <laughs> We're just looking at a looking out of town. Just looking at a town. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, the stadium that they went to go look at where they were like maybe gonna play that coach didn't want to. Um, is Round Rock ISD, which is a town that I drive through on my drive. I'm pretty sure on my drive to from Denver to Texas all the time. Just yeah, Round uh, Rock is right by my office now. It's like Cedar Park and Round Rock. Oh, then it's then I don't yeah. drive through it. Just kidding. Yeah, I don't think you do. It's north of Austin. <laughs> I just rem- oh, you're thinking of um the tornado warnings. There's some random counties in Texas that I'm like, why does that, why do I know that county? And then I'll remember it's just from the storm warnings. They just always were the ones with <laughs> tornadoes. And they're like, Denton, ISD is canceled. Tornado warnings. Okay. Tornado warning. It's always Denton. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's a really popular, that's a big stadium. It's a really popular location for the actual state championship games and stuff in Texas. Uh, they often okay. play at that stadium. And... Um, Oh, another fun fact is that the little hamburger shop that Waverly and Smash were having their discussion outside of um, is an Austin little hamburger shop on Congress that was called Franz Burgers, but unfortunately, it is now a Torchy's Tacos. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, Torchy's is also great. I'm not. I don't like Torchy's. You don't like Torchy's? I know. That's okay. I'm not like. Oh, people I like usually it a lot, freak but I'm out not when like, I say that. <laughs> I'm not going to freak out. It's okay. I'm pretty pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Let the record show that Allie's pissed. Um, And yeah, some of the other things about this episode is just that it's a a favorite. It's a fan favorite. And it's a favorite of the producers as well. Um, I read a couple of interviews with some of the people who are associated with this episode. And they just talked about how much fun it was and that everyone really like put their hearts into it. And that that really came through. But the rain, if you're wondering, was machine made, which is why it was like so dense and wet. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, I also feel like Texas rain is, I don't know if you've lived in different places, maybe you'll understand this. Monica, you will. But like rain is different in different places. Like Texas rain is dry (laughs) rain. And yeah, like I remember when I lived in New York and it rained. Dry water, you know, (laughs) no one waters like really dry. When it's really dry. <laughs> um, but like when I was living in New York, I it rained and I was like, oh, it's fine to walk outside for a little bit. But n- no, it's not fine. You are drenched to the bone in like one second. Yeah. It's like a very wet, 
rain. And um, that this just this rain just kind of looked unfamiliar to me from storms I know of in Texas. But mm, yeah. it still looks great. Um, all the mud was very real. Everyone talked a lot about how difficult this was to shoot because they were like all ankle deep in mud. They shot way into the wee hours of the morning for this episode. A lot Love of the it. mud sliding apparently went on between like 12 and 3 a.m. That's so fun. So as some of our long, longer time listeners will know, one of our very first guests, Nick Moore. Our very first guest. Oh, yeah. He was our very first guest. Mm -hmm. Nick Moore, who is one of my second cousins. We've now confirmed that it is. We've now confirmed the relation. (laughs) In the episode when Nick was our guest, if you go back and listen, he talks a little bit about filming this episode. And apparently he was the first person to slide in the mud. And then... The director was like, oh, shit, we love that. Let's have everyone do it, except for you, Nick, because now you're all muddy and it's going to mess up the continuity. So take a seat. Yeah. (laughs) So that was his story. Although one of the um, interviews I read said that Billy, the actor who plays Billy, was the first to slide in the mud. And then he says, and then all the extras got into it. So I assume he was referring to Nick, Mm. obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, we should ask him about that. Yes. So... mm. Hotly contested, yeah. (laughs) Drama. Um, And I have a fave frame from this episode. I thought that the scene when Coach Taylor and Tammy go and look at the field was so beautiful. It was so well done. An excellent showcase of how this show just uses its natural surroundings and highlights something that's kind of hard to find, the beauty of Texas, (laughs) which it's there. And it's often at sunset. You just got to find it. Yes. And that's true. It's the sky. (laughs) Yeah. And this shot was just really gorgeous. And there's a certain shot that they kept coming back to. And I know that the editors were just like (laughs) giggling to themselves. It's a shot of Tammy and there's just a cow right on her left (laughs) shoulder. And they cut to it like at least five for an inordinate amount of time to where it was definitely someone was getting a kick out of it. But it was also a beautiful (laughs) shot. Honestly, the cow looked great. Tammy looked great. Sunset looked yeah. great. And um, I pulled a little still to show you guys if you can. We'll, we'll post it. But just to show you, you guys how gorgeous Tammy and this cow looked. Look how show great me. they look. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really good. They do look great. Really, it's like really her, it looks like her senior photo. Right? <laughs> um, but it was just a really gorgeous shot. And it was kind of like funny in this little subtle way. And I, I just yeah. loved it. That was my fave frame for the app. That's, That's what I, I guessed. Love yeah. it. I mean, I, I guess it was from that scene, not yeah. that exact frame. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to quickly monsplain a little football thing. When Jason is coaching Matt at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. he says the defensive linemen run a 4 6 40. Oh, yeah. And I, I was hoping no idea what that meant. And it means they run 40 yards in 4.6 seconds. Mm. Nice. So there you go. It's crazy so to me fast. in football that they measure speed by a 40 yard sprint. So like in track in a lot of other sports, it's like a hundred yard sprint is the standard and 40 yeah. yards is but what's so, we- such a short amount of time. So that is like a huge burst of speed. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's weird though. Cause I feel like this is one of those moments where maybe they were just saying like stringing together football jargon that maybe didn't work because defensive like the line men are the ones that are just on the line and they push they don't run well i think it's accurate though because i've heard this 
a lot. Okay. I've heard a lot about the 40 yard and it's about acceleration. And I, it's that push mm. off of the ground. That's super powerful. Like in 10 yards, they have power. It's about power. Okay. Not necessarily like speed. Yeah. Power. It's always about power. Ain't it? All right. So this was a great music episode. Um, the last few have been, I've just kind of picked ones that I've liked that I'm not like, I've, I've discovered some cool stuff, but this is one that I've been like waiting for because I really like you it. better have picked my um, favorite song, but I know you did. I'm sure I did. So I have down that the Flatlanders, which is a country band formed in 1972 from Lubbock, plays in this episode, maybe at the game somewhere in the background. Like plays live? Yeah, but I don't, now I'm like, where would that have been? So that might've been an inaccurate note. So if it is, Carly, just cut it out. I'll look it up after. Um, something interesting. No explosions in the sky this episode. Mm. There was a band, unfortunately, named Isis. <laughs> How is uh, it spelled? Literally I-S-I-S. Oh, no. So this must have been, you know, before that this organization is, nope. formed. This is 2007. Nope. Seven, that Isis was well, uh, Isis wasn't like talk of the cool town until like from- 2016, I feel like. I guess I went, 2001 was all about Al-Qaeda and then it was right. <laughs> and the Taliban. Yeah. I went to uh, Paris and was shocked that there was an ISIS cafe. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know if we should go there. <laughs> right. I, I feel like you should have picked another name. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, unfortunate name, but they were the like ambient atmospheric band that played in this episode besides Explosions, which was interesting that they hmm. switched it up. But now I'm going to play my favorite song from the episode which played in that awesome like i want to be there montage of them setting up the game and Uh, showing just all the aspects of it this is read my mind um like rebel diamond remix by the killers That song is that will always be one of the best albums of all time. Mm, I have so good. I have big heart for that that song. Yeah, it's it's so emotional. When that song started to play, I kind of like caught myself. It was just like, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. It just felt really right. It yeah. felt big and small at the same time. Like yeah. it, like I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how much of this show has this vibe of like in, for the people that are here, it's like such a big moment, but in the scheme of things, it it's it's really small and Mm -hmm. it like, I don't know, that's the type of show I love. Like rather than like huge, huge premises, I just love a small, like kind of Mm -hmm. the stakes are high for them, but like, you know, no one's going to (laughs) die if they don't uh, press a button at the right time or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's, yeah, right. It's seemingly small, but they do such a good job of pulling out of it. What is the most important, which is, building something with your own two hands and getting down to the root of the game that they love. And this show is known 
uh, the reason we do a music corner is because this show is one of those that put an emphasis on music from the very beginning. And they were known for highlighting smaller musicians and independent That's musicians awesome. and kind of like scrubs. And like local acts. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yeah. scrubs where it was just they... Totally. Which is always my favorite thing in a TV show is where they put the emphasis where it matters, which is in the music. And moments like this is where is what it can build. Yeah. Liza Richardson is the music supervisor and she's a boss. And so um, this song was on the official soundtrack, too. So it's nostalgic for me, too. Mm -hmm. And yes, one of the many times I (laughs) cried in this episode. Yeah, I was very emotional. I watched it twice. Um, And then I listened to the song later on my walk and cried. (laughs) And then cried again. Mm hmm. I, I liked this. Um, this was just some random guy on Reddit. Um, but he said, in my opinion, this version of Read My Mind, because the album version's a little different, um, really captures the essence of the song and its lyrics. I feel the emotion much more. And I find that the Heartland rock vibe is really felt in this mix more so than the original, which I really do like this more than the original. I do too. It's stripped, stripped down. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's really, it does build. We didn't hear that part, but. Good yeah. old days, the honest Restless mm. heart, promise land. Okay, on, we Allie. have to move on. <laughs> well, um, final fun fact before we break down. Um, when I was looking at the list of songs that was in this episode, um, Brenton Wood had a song um, in this, which is when Smash talks to Lila about Waverly. It's really mm. faint. You can't yeah. really hear it in the episode, but he's the artist that sings. Ooga, ooga. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, <laughs> that's <so>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that nice. made me happy. And then it made me add both of those songs to my um, cooking playlist. So nice thanks for that. Very right. important. Very, very. All righty. Let's break it down. Let's do it. So right out of the gates, we hear a little bit about old Voodoo Tatum. Did you catch oh, that? yeah. I actually didn't. He plays on the other twice. team, but then they like don't make a thing of it. Weird. I think they do maybe the next episode. But they played the game in state. this episode. It's but then they're not gonna go the other team's not going to state. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like a weird the Sam and Slam and Sammy Mead was saying, Yeah, Radio. the showdown again. Um Yeah, but then I was like, wait, are we gonna see him again? So I'm glad they didn't make it a thing. Um, cause you know how I feel about voodoo. Right. I hate him. Yeah. I'm just confused. Cause I know he plays in state. Um, so maybe they I, were I, saying, it must be the same team. <clears throat> maybe the radio guy was saying that if they win this and go to state, they'll be matched up against voodoo. And I just missed. Got it. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but even before that, how did y'all feel about Tim's little head fall when he's looking at the lady? Cause that was very swoony to me. <laughs> Do y'all remember that? There were a lot of swoony. Part? Tim moments. Oh, you mean when he's yeah. in bed? Yes, the very oh, yeah, first yeah, scene. Yeah. And he's just like looking at her and he like his head falls like to the music that's playing in the back. Aww. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> way, to, way to start out this episode. It was very cute, but it also kind of reminded me again, Allie, we talk a lot about how, because Monica and I watched this in high school and then obviously like rewatch all the time as adults. And there are some things that hit really differently from when we of were course. in high school. This was one of yeah. those where I think when I was in high school, I would have been like, lapping that moment up but as an adult I was kind of like oh cute he like really likes her that's sad <laughs> yeah it made me sad yeah. well also how old is he it's statutory he's supposed to be like 17 school. yeah it's it's definitely illegal yeah um yeah. it's not great yeah I mean that topic has like evolved so much over time in terms of like 
for a very long time, it was definitely seen as like if it's a hot older woman, it's you're just yep. so lucky instead right. of just like oh well, like it's still a human being. Still and taking like, advantage right. and still it's still abuse. And like yeah. Billy's right, he's like this is gonna blow up, which obviously mm-hmm. we as viewers all know it's gonna end poorly, and in some way it's going to hurt or hinder Tim's performance and state or like some test he has. Like it's not gonna it's gonna affect him negatively because yeah it. It, it has to. Right. Or um, Bo and the sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, and we catch really quickly at the end of this episode that Bo kno- knows. Are going to sleep over again? Yeah. 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 He goes, I do know we're going to state. Yes, I have I a know. note about right. that line later. <laughs> yeah, that was like big. That was big Tarzan Tim like yeah, moment. Big. Just sounds real dumb. <laughs> I'm like, Tim, you got, you, those cogs need to yeah. move a little faster than that. Uh-huh. But Allie, this was have, a you watched, have you watched A Teacher? no not yet Mm-mm. okay so we talked about um our guests last time had watched it too and um they do a good job of the actors are both obviously very attractive and it's whatever but it shows the negative impacts that it has on him later and you know the whole time he's like i i pursued her like i wanted this and all this stuff but then it's like no but it's still not it's okay. still abuse <laughs> and it's still gonna come out so um anyway but it, it's hard with this show like we talked about last time, because I mean, the actor Taylor Kitsch is like 30. So it's, you see them together and you're like, oh, this is kind of weird, but you don't think, oh, he's like a kid. You forget that it's so out of, as, as out of places. That it's so not okay. Um, But I also do, if I remember correctly, how they finish off this storyline, I think that they, they don't just write it off. Like it's tra la 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 la. Okay. That they're together. I think they like can't handle it. Um, yeah, but in this episode, yeah, that was, that was a cute little moment. Um, and made me green with envy that I don't look down my hallway and see Tim Riggins in my bed. My bed is filled with my dog and her farts. (laughs) So we hear this big explosion and the train has crashed and mayhem descends. Yes. The theme song starts. I know. I know, right? The like windows blew in and everything. Yeah, I forgot that a train, like, I forgot why the mud bowl happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking this was another brick through the window of another football movie. Just another brick in <laughs> Just another the rival, wall. you know, window smashing. And then I was like, oh, no, it's a train. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that kind of presents us with the issue of the app is where to yes. play. Um, and I was just going to say, um, I think the big, the issue that they're, they're not like worried that they won't have a place to play. The issue is that they're losing their home field advantage, which is like, if you don't watch a ton of sports, it's just important to have like your fans cheering you on. There's a different energy, you know, your field, everything is like catered to that team to have a slight um, advantage. And so that's what they're kind of sacrifice or at risk of losing in this important game. So that was kind of like the big deal. Right. It's more important than you think. I remember when, we would play our rival school, Country Day. Shout out. Don't come on the show. Um, <laughs> Stupid Falcons. Their, their dome was really weird for basketball. Like, it was kind of, like, threw you off a little bit, like, when you were shooting. Because it was, like, it wasn't, like, a normal gym where it's, like, a big square. Oh, it I was, like, this weird dome. Gym. Yeah. And I was, like, we always were, like, they're the worst. They just, like, built it this way so that they would get used <laughs> to it. And everyone else would, like, be thrown off. Um, that's actually like a big deal in Colorado because when other teams come mm-hmm. here to play, they get really pissed that they are so slow in the altitude. And we're just like, yeah, uh, sucks. So I was just about to say that because, uh, yeah, um, I 
I don't really follow sports very closely. I like hockey and casually kind of will check in on Dodgers and Lakers, but Mm -hmm. my boyfriend is way more into it, and he was explaining just like, oh, it's always so much harder in Colorado. They have a different... I was like, how is that fair? Um, Yeah. But it's just kind of like, well, they can't change it. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Well, what they want to do, other teams... What they want to do every year, they try to get us to let the teams like come in advance and acclimate. That seems fair. And every year, Colorado's like, no, sorry, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) We are very proud of the fact that we are at altitude. Um, We're definitely dicks about it. (laughs) That's great. I love it. And we should be because it kind of makes us superheroes everywhere else. (laughs) Honestly. Which is why I always run my half marathon races in Texas because I go down (laughs) to lower altitude. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I always run my marathons in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not doing any right now. So So the money in the lockers was something that wasn't fully clicking for me as to whether that was a bribe or that was like a bet. Yeah, can you explain I that? I mean, no, because that was my one thing, too. That was the one part of the episode where I was... It didn't really have a follow-up. It didn't... Really, I don't think there's ever a place... I mean, I guess it's like a, a scout that left money in his locker, like a college scout. Um, or do you... Th- like, what do you think, Carly? I really don't know. Oh, I like, think it's just a gift. I um, I think it's just like... But from who? Like the boosters. One of the boosters. Like yeah, somebody maybe like the Buddy. boosters. Um, yeah. Yeah, which well, I loved, buddy, being like, you like my sign? I know. <laughs> well, I guess, um, yeah, there's something to that because it seems like what's coming through to me in this episode is um, Coach Taylor. That's his name, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that Nailed it. I really like, obviously, the, um, I, I get why this episode is so popular just in terms of the football match itself and mm-hmm. um, that clip you played at the beginning of, like, all you need to play football is 22 players, a field, and a pigskin. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, they set up the episode by showing him walking into the school and getting kind of pissed off that there, you know, is all of this, um, all of these theatrics kind of surrounding. Yeah. yeah. And he just only cares about the game. Like, it's not about the culture surrounding it even, which for so mm-hmm. many people it is. And obviously for a lot of players, it's it would be partially due to money and fame or clout and like all these things as opposed to the game itself. So if it is just a matter of like my players are getting money, you know, like that shouldn't be what's um, motivating them to play better. It should just yeah. be the game itself. Although right. it's it's still not fully clear to me what's happening. And I wonder if any of your <laughs> listeners know, like with the envelope, if it's supposed to be like very obvious, yeah. but that, that, does ring true to what Taylor is kind of all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It plays into the whole theme of the episode. Um, yeah. And I also, but think I, that yeah, is, I did think that was a little kind of a little big. It was a loose end. I think it was kind of a mechanism, like you said, to add to like this show was this episode in particular was a lot about like the money surrounding football and, and, and everything. And I think that this was a mechanism, but also I think that they just didn't have a lot for Matt. <laughs> TBH. Yeah. I think they just wanted to give him a little something to do. Of course, he reports the money immediately. But I think ideally, like what that envelope of money was for, somebody who sneakier, Matt went and reported it immediately. But somebody who's sneakier would keep it, probably f- then go find out who gave it to him or like some be approached by somebody who was like, did you get my gift? And then they would be like, I can like I can continue to support you financially or whatever. Um, 
I, I don't yeah. I don't know. People are weird with high school sports. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. they didn't really close that loop. Yeah. I guess. So I just looked it up on Reddit really quick. And basically it's saying um, or this one person is suggesting like all of the players have been getting money because obviously Smash who he asks like smash like that must piss you off smash like the idea that the star player wouldn't be getting money but this other guy would it is kind of saying like oh all of my players are getting money from the boosters and this one kid is the only one who's actually coming forward to tell me and like Mm. what the hell but i did like that moment boosters yeah he's like really matt's the only one that got it gosh that must (laughs) piss you off i was like nice um but yeah, that's that's sneaky. But they don't really close the loop. Um, so yeah, yeah. But I think it that just... part of the episode. Go ahead. Yeah, um, that part of the episode, and then um, the Jason lawsuit thing was just kind of like it felt like oh, we haven't tied this up yet because yeah. that lawsuit comes up um, many episodes ago, and we haven't really had a follow up. Yeah, and it was, was like oh, let's let's tie this up. So those were the two kind of most kind of random little tie-ups for me in this episode yeah it was a little half-hearted yeah. um yeah i mean in this show they they do a really good job of like democratizing the storylines as we talk about a lot and giving everybody mm-hmm. sort of equal time on screen in a way that feels really natural but they don't hit the mark perfectly and i think this is uh an example of that where they just kind of yeah, Jason's storyline was a little half-hearted. Like, they've been stressing about this lawsuit for so long. And then he was just like, you know what? This is what I want. Is this okay? And they were like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like, okay. That's interesting. Because because I didn't have to deal with any type of, like, waiting for a resolution, mm-hmm. I really loved it. Because it seemed very clear that um, Lila, yeah. um, is that her name? Her coming up. I love her, like how she handles him in that yes. scene um mm-hmm. basically just telling him like you want water next time say please you want to mm-hmm. get rid of the lawsuit find a way to make it go away yeah like she's saying like get your shit together um and uh yeah i like that he took some initiative in terms of just like i'm not trying to do this for just the money which also kind right. of ties back into the envelope of cash that's the money, to everybody. money 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 um and then yeah him just being like yeah i just want to help you guys get out of debt and then the parents being reminded, like, we just want to help you be happy. Um, right. It seemed sweet. Yeah. Um, it was it was sweet. And I loved, I think that resolution was great. I just, they could have done it, like, four episodes ago. It was, like, weirdly dragged out. Yeah, but I it loved. just felt, like, a little late. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. I, did, I did love it because um, we kind of just got to understand that his parents were really just scared for his future and were trying to, like, get him set up for life. And he was like, you're just, we're not going to get him billion bucks out of this like you need to trust that I can make a career and and that that's not what this lawsuit is for this lawsuit is to get us out of debt for for what we spent so like that was that was a great moment but I do think this episode was really just like how I said earlier encapsulates everything that this show is about which is stripping down the unnecessary parts of life and and parts of issues like this to the raw root of things and what this show tells us is that at its root, everything, the most important thing is like goodness and trust and the people you love and all of those little like nuggets that make our hearts really warm. But this episode in particular was just a perfect example of that, like building the field with their own hands and it belonging to them. It was just so um, emotive. 
so refreshing. Yes. Refreshing. So refreshing. I literally just refreshing. said refreshing. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but speaking of little love nuggets, let's play Tyra's, I mean, yes. uh, Landry's pitch to Tyra. Yes. yes. You know, I already have a tutor that's, oh, you can just, yeah, run okay. along. Let me ask yes. you one question, though. Did, did your tutor teach Tim Riggins to read in about a day and a half? No? Okay. Did you teach Is your tutor the top of his calculus honors class? Did your tutor score a 77 on his PSAT math portion? No? I just really think you need the A team on this. And you got Mr. T standing right in front of you. And T stands for Tyra's Algebra Tutor. <laughs> Oh, my God. She loves it. I'm really good at math. I'm really good at math. That's so sexy to me. It was so cute. I loved it. I love that. I love it. It was great. So the lead up to this is we've known that Landry is obsessed with Tyra for a number of episodes, but he's only had a couple of interactions with her. Um, So this is like, it was just the best. And we see like their budding friendship and how much he is able to like genuinely make her laugh which I love. I know. Cause it's so sweet. Cause obviously like he has the angle of like, yeah, he obviously likes her. Like he just, he doesn't want to just be her friend, but he's not swarmy. He's not like Mm -hmm. just like being charming or like, he's just genuinely charming and a good conversationalist and just like genuinely makes her happy and is kind of like winning her over without even knowing that he is, you know? And it's just like for him, it's kind of a joke or like for everyone else, it's a joke. It's like the dorkiest guy in school going up to the coolest girl like him getting his hair cut with matt was adorable oh we will play that yeah i have landry go straight to the barber in all caps (laughs) after he hears it's a date he's taking (laughs) it so seriously Ugh, i'm just so glad we got an appropriate amount of landry this episode finally yeah he's probably my favorite um of the kids i guess yeah he's the best he is did y'all feel like matt was a little was a little mean to him of course. Yes. Yeah. Right? But you know harsh. what, though? He yeah. is being, like, protective in a way, I think. And yeah. kind of a just like, hey, it's a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, well, here's what it is. You know? Because you yeah. wouldn't want to, like, you know, you obviously want... Uh, wait, are they just friends? Or are they brothers? Or, like, what's their dynamic? They're, like, best friends. Just best yeah. friends. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then did, did Matt ever have any type of connection with um, Tyra? Tyra? Mm-mm. No, okay. but everyone knows yeah. that she's like the hottest girl the hottest sought after. Hotter. Of course. Yes. Yeah. The idea of seeing her in an actual high school would be like, <gasps> like she's, she's like so beautiful. <laughs> seeing her anywhere. But, uh, I know. Yeah. Right? And she's really context. tall. Like I can't imagine meeting her. I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. She's perfect. But um, yeah, I, it's hard. Cause like it's, it's really difficult in my opinion to, um, show a character who's like an obsessive guy um without it being like super uncomfortable or weird and like yeah in a way there's something pathetic kind of about a guy getting his hair cut immediately after hearing that yeah. you're gonna tutor with her um <laughs> but at the same time like because of his performance because of the writing and i don't know it's just very like you're rooting for him and i'm so rarely the person who's rooting for the guy who typically feels entitled because he's yeah. the quote-unquote nice guy. He doesn't mm. give, like, but I'm a nice guy energy, at least in this episode and the other yeah. episode that I saw. He doesn't. He just seems like a genuine he's very person. genuine, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those perfect examples of, yeah, you're kind of with Matt. You're kind of laughing at Landry. You're kind of like, okay, dude, but, like, 
y'all are just gonna work on homework this isn't a real date blah 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 but at the same time it makes you like okay well why couldn't he have her you know it's one of those angry moments you're like he deserves the best and and she deserves him and she deserves the best good guy and like as a viewer you don't know if they're gonna get together or if this is real and i think that landry's like sarcastic monotone really helps because like you kind of can't tell if he knows it's a big old joke or Mm -hmm. if he's like really thinks he's gonna get her out of it yeah and it just works and and it's so adorable um it's great so they agree to hang out later uh this week and then we get some uh smash and and waverly we do what did you think about his uh controllingness about her behavior in regards to which part is this the thing with the guns or yeah yeah, so like Allie, his response when we, he's talking to Lila. They I know that get she's to get, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder based on a yes. recap they show at the beginning of the episode, but that's kind right. of all I know. So they were like childhood friends, and then she kind of comes back on the scene. He's like, damn, Waverly, and really likes her. She plays hard to get, blah, blah, blah. Um, she's really smart and, and like yeah, confident. Yeah, and definitely not like a an artsy and not like a football girl. And so... He really wins her over. And then there's this kind of this plot line that she went away to Africa for a while. And we don't know what that means. And it was fun. One of our guests, Sarah Caroline, I think she thought that she was pregnant because she goes oh. away for like <laughs> like a year or something. Something that people um, in Texas would say. <laughs> yes. But then you find out, no, she was um, getting treatment for this disorder. And so she tells him about it in the previous episode. And they I'm excited for you to watch it all because yeah, they too. do a really good job with the portrayal of the disorder and That's um they yeah. don't make it cartoonish or over the top it's it's just really well it's done. very realistic well, and emotional and it's a story yeah. about a young black girl working uh with her emotional um health and yeah, yeah. again 2007 like they were just doing it old friday night yeah. lights I'm not surprised that they do it well just because of how autism is handled in parenthood. Yeah, it's good point. One of the That's true. One of the few shows that really like handles it with care, especially in that time. Except for um, cancer, but yeah. they did not nail that one. New. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Car- Carly would know. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. I had cancer when I was 16, yes. and then 2020 was unkind to all of us. But also me and I had a relapse. So we're doing that whole situation oh, wow. again. Wow. Yeah, it's really super fun. But I've always hated the cancer storyline in Parenthood. Oh, yeah, it did also seem like just very jammed in there. Like it yes. didn't really make yeah. sense. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to grab my charger really quick. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like the way that uh, Smash talked to Waverly uh or I guess to Lila at first, I thought it was good because it's truly 100% coming out of a place of like protectiveness and concern Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, um, it didn't come across to me at least as like a possessiveness or a controllingness. It really felt more like you need to be aware of this thing because I don't know what she's capable of yet because this is a new thing for us. And please don't give her a deadly assault weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. That seems fair. That seems like a fair place to be coming from. I would probably say the same thing of um, my partner if if they had bipolar um, disorder and I I didn't know yet. I liked that Lila was like, 
you know, you've played on the panel. I've cheered for you for your years and you're finally talking to me. Like, I like that she gave it to yeah. him. And then, but I, yeah, I didn't find it controlling or over the top. I just, I thought it was sweet. I think he's just mm-hmm. really concerned and doesn't really know how to handle this. Yeah, yeah. I liked it too. I like the way that they played it though. Cause at, right at first when he was talking to Lila, I kind of agreed with her. I was like, yeah, back off. Um, totally. But then like seeing his sincere reaction and especially when he's talking to Waverly and he's like, how is that fair to me that you're not only like you tell me that you're bipolar and I'm the only person that knows, but I'm also the only person who knows that you're off your meds and mm-hmm. that yeah. like, how is that fair to me? How do I take care of you? How do I help you in that situation? Um, yes. That's yeah. not a fair thing to ask of somebody to just like let you be reckless um, mm-hmm. and so That's a good I, boundary. yeah, I think that he was totally coming from the right place and it mm-hmm. came off. His delivery was awesome and it was so genuine. And then we just get that super sweet emotional moment, um, with her crying. And then he does the hug from behind, which I always know. And he's like, I love you, I which know. we haven't heard that he loves her yet. I know. Yeah, it seems like they really love each other and like they can get through anything. They're really, yeah. really sweet. Um, her kind of being written away out of the show is definitely one of the fans' sticking points. People were really bummed to kind of see her fade away in between seasons, um, which we were too. Their chemistry. I think that they were great. Their chemistry is amazing. I would totally have watched them for a lot more episodes, but I think that First, the storyline Smash needed to be by himself, move yeah. like moving on as the show continues to build. Um, yeah, it made sense. They can't have all of them in relationships. True. But. Okay, so now I'm gonna play one of my top ten favorite scenes of the entire series. Ooh, here we go. Where would people park? I don't know. Yeah. And how would you put lights in here? I don't know that either. Where would people pee? I don't know. They could use cups for all I care. I I don't know. Cows agree with me. I don't see why you can't do it. The cows are more supportive than you are. You know I'm supportive. I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, you got a lot on your mind. You got this TMU thing, you know, lawsuit. I mean, this may not be the clearest thought that you've had in a while. (laughs) I'm getting pressured into giving up my home field advantage right now. You know, I'm getting players who are receiving gifts, and I've got a damn town that's full of I don't know. They're money hungry. The whole damn thing. I'm just, all I want to do is just. Close your eyes. Sorry. Pretend you're 10 years old again. Just play him. You just play him. frame yeah. smooching and the two-handed head hold always we going? gets me. I'm gonna go to the truck get some blankets. You know Buddy Garrity's head's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love it! I love it! Oh, so good. I want a man to go to the truck and get some blankets for me. I know. <laughs> that sounds field. so cute. They're just gonna, yeah, sit in the field. Yes, that scene is so beautiful and 
it just gets to the heart of this show and also the heart of Coach Taylor and like who he is as a coach, the way that he brings out like the best in these boys is by stripping the game down into like into what it is, like the joy of the game um, of yeah. pigskin and your friends and playing your little heart out. <laughs> pigskin and, and your friends. I know. And that's, all and that's also life. what this show does is just kind of take something that, you know, like football, like I'm, we're not huge football fans necessarily, but it strips it down and takes off all of the excess until it's something that you realize you really care about. Um, Anyone can relate to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, this is another scene. Allie, we talk about how we see these scenes differently 10 years later, you know, Mm -hmm. and watching when he's like, just imagine you're 10 years old and you're just playing, you know, like every adult can relate to that. Like, you know, we don't get to play anymore. Like I, I, I've yeah. had friends be like, can we go to the park and play? Like I'm just playing, <laughs> you know, and like, yeah. and just forgetting all your worries and just being sweaty and gross and like just having the time of your life. And yeah. I just, uh, I love that. That's the way he convinces her that this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And it's, it is, um, a good, uh, obviously I think everyone should start shows at the beginning if they're serialized, but, um, <laughs> if you had to <laughs> watch you had to parachute the in. first time, yeah, it's, um, it's a very good snapshot of, um, who the tailors are. And it mm-hmm. just like really feels like, wow, these people are really like supportive. Like they really get each other and they, yeah. yes, it, they feel very real to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And coach, as you've seen, he's grumpy 90% of the time, you know, he's just pissed <laughs> off and stuff. And so just to see him happy and smiling and yes. just not stressed is just an awesome moment too. Yes. Totally. And so I also loved the scene after they've decided to build the football field when coach takes mm-hmm. the boys to the hardware store to like <laughs> get all store. the stuff to build the field and like he's so into it and and tim is like y'all just embrace it like let's just roll with <laughs> this one and they're like knocking over all the rakes all the stupid boys yeah. in the hardware store so well, i wrote down did y'all see how happy tim was i'm like so pumped about this idea the neighbor lady and uh she just gave him some good loving all right well that but also just i think he's excited to like build a he's such a builder you know and like yeah. He's he loves this idea of like building the field. And yeah. I just I thought that was really cute that it showed him just like delighted. Yeah. Yeah. Because they like they get to find their joy over building mm-hmm. the field, too. And like they're playing around, which is really cute. OK, yeah. speaking of the whole cancer situation, LOL. Yes. Um, the moment we so we've been laughing, Allie, this whole time because I my relapse was like right after we started this podcast. And I mean, it's not funny, but, but <laughs> we've just been laughing and laughing. It can be if it's funny to you. Exactly. Yes. Right. And it kind of is. But it was it's not in my, for me to laugh at it. <laughs> well, it was in my spine. So I had to have spinal surgery and I had or I wow. guess you haven't seen the beginning of the but like Jason is right. in the wheelchair from an incident that we see in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like his whole injury progression was like literally timed exactly with my post-surgery situation (laughs) like we were in neck braces at the same time the same episode (laughs) that he like went home from uh the like spinal rehab center I was coming home that day (laughs) it was bananas but I had to laugh in this scene of him at the store with his little grabber because I have the same little grabber (laughs) I don't have to use it very much anymore but I did have to use it to put my sheets away the other day 
Oh, but wow. it gave me a, a little chuckle. A little <laughs> that's funny. And that's cool that that's accurate. Like you're like, yeah, the grabber. I use yeah. that. The grabber. Um, but Coach Taylor runs into Jason at the store and he is big sad boy energy. Um, yeah. Jason was a downer. Yeah. He has been episode. a wet blanket uh, for a while now. My water's too high. You know, I can't drink that. <laughs> yeah. But he finally got it handed to him. So like that was a big yeah. kind of eruption for Lila. She's very even keeled. She's very... Yeah. Um, like just kind of lets Jason, especially after this injury, she's really like just sort of let him go through what he needs to go through. But it's been a certain amount of time. And she's like, you know what? Like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. If you want shit to happen, you need to make it happen and yeah. stop demanding a glass of water. Go f- like fucking get it for yourself. Like you're not helpless. You can change some of these things that are happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Of yeah. course. Yeah, she can do a lot better. Yes, as Waverly tells her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so should we play Landry at the barbershop? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> is that you over there snickering? Yes, she said date. It's a date. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's a date. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an expression. It's, it's like a colloquialism. Well, she said everywhere. that expression. What's that girl's name? Her name is Tyra. Tyra. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm really just Tyra. about tired of... Of being a supporting actor and about ready to be a leading man. man. I feel like that's very just. Okay. Amen. You know, it's going to be a big night for us, so you might as well just accept that. <laughs> I said it's going to be a huge night. I mean, you're probably going to square a lot of numbers, maybe figure out a quadratic that's equation cute. or something that's, like that's that. That's really cute. I'm really laughing on the inside. No, it's adorable what you're I know. doing. It is. You know what, Matt? I, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell her how I feel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to declare myself to her. <laughs> okay? And you need to just accept that. Carl, not not too tight, please. All right, okay. I'm gonna look all frayed when I go and see my lady. <laughs> when I go and see my lady, it's my favorite. So cute. I don't want to look great. all frayed when I go and see my lady. <laughs> Very charming. Yes. yes. Um, so I loved that we get to see. Landry and Tyra start to build their friendship, although, as we know, so this is the beginning of a very infamous storyline in the show, um, which we won't do any spoilers. The attacker, Tyra's attacker, like that whole storyline, they end up pulling over a lot of episodes with Landry and Tyra involved, and it like gets really, really crazy, Um, and it's kind of a, a very loathed storyline in the show yeah um, i know that there was uh, the writer's strike happened when this was on air so i oh, wonder if there right. was overlap with it being because of that because mm-hmm. i know that there were a lot of shows that were great that all have one weird season because it's that's or like true. one weird thing that comes out of that right it's not being yeah please do yeah yeah i always talk about how the office um the dinner party episode was after the writer's strike mm-hmm. and the season four is short and whatever. And everyone references dinner party is the best office episode ever. <laughs> and I don't agree. I think it's like way over the top. It's hilarious. We love it. But like right. it was way over the top because they were like, okay, we're back and we have to do this like crazy episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, but despite how the storyline like continues in this episode, I really like the way that they handle Tyra's whole like attack situation. I think it was yeah. extremely, I mean, I've never been in that situation, just disclaimer, but we've all been in threatening situations or whatever. 
this was very real to me. Like just sitting at a burger joint, whatever. And this guy is just kind of bothering you. And like, this is one of the reasons why women ignore men in public and stuff like this when they talk to us. Like it's not like if a guy was kind of continuing to talk to me like this and I was sitting in a restaurant like that, I would start feeling super uncomfortable. And there are a lot of there's just a lot of dialogue around this right now that I feel like I've seen where, you know, men are like, you can't just, you know, react positively. Like some guys are just trying to get to know you or whatever. And I'm like, no. And this is why, because your like pride and your feelings matter less than the risk. And the risk is high because it is often that we get yelled at, talked to, spoken to, even in a casual way like this, where it's just like, oh yeah, crazy that you're not at the game, whatever. Um, and they just kind of keep bothering you. And the next thing you know, they're following you out of the store. And it's just a really scary situation. I felt like they depicted it in a really realistic way, that the way that it can build from something that's so subtle and seems so innocent. Yeah, it's definitely terrifying and very triggering and it's super traumatic to watch um, because of how real it is and because Mm -hmm. of how much it understands it. And it does seem like the type of scene that would open up a dialogue for people about this type of experience. Because I know that for a lot of guys and some women, like especially before Me Too and Yes All Women, um, I feel like a lot of guys like really would try to cast a lot of uh, judgment on, like, what was the woman wearing? How was she acting? And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, as we all know, like, it doesn't matter what you're doing or saying or acting or wearing. Like, it's it really has nothing to do with the woman. But, yeah, to that point, like, I remember having a conversation with my dad of, like, you know, uh, when a guy, like a stranger, offers you a drink, it's, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you say no, he's going to get super mm-hmm. fucking pissed at you, maybe. And if yep. you say yes, you could be roofied. And it's, like, you know, there are so many threats of just existing as a person. <laughs> as a woman. And, uh, <laughs> in, you know, in one way, it's um, a possible, like, you know, a, a person could watch that scene and think, like, gosh, okay, so all she did was accidentally reveal that her male friend is not coming which lets him know that um you know there might not be someone to save her and that's like but that's still not her fault either like you should be able to just be nice to a stranger and it's so so insanely scary and I'm really grateful that she was resourceful and able to act Mm -hmm. um even within that incredible amount of fear and stress to pull out the um, cigarette lighter and it and yeah and protect herself because god who knows thinking. where that could have gone had that yeah. not happened yeah really intense, talk about though. yeah talk was. about a scene that i saw differently i i remember when i watched i watched this episode so my parents were fans of friday Night lights first and then i started watching it and so i'd watch some with them some without and thankfully i didn't watch this one with them and now when I watch it, as soon as she starts talking to that guy, I'm like, oh, he's horrible and he's going to attack her. Then I did not. And I don't know if I wasn't really paying attention or just was naive, but that when he comes out and was like, you forgot your notebook and then boom, I was like so shocked. Like yeah. the first time I watched it and was like, and was just freaking out and, and was obviously glad that she got away, but it was still such a horrible moment. Um, but it's just crazy now being 
you know, almost 27 and watching it and being like, as soon as he's like, hey, and he's not, he doesn't seem creepy. He's just like mm-hmm. talking to her. I'm like, oh, he's, he's going to attack her. Like, yeah. it's just sad that like, we just think that all the time. Yeah. And, but and you're I- right. It's, it's never, none of those factors on her side ever matter. Um, right. Yeah. Like none of so. that is her fault. And it's just, it's just a good depiction I think of what it's like being a woman and every guy that talks to us at the hamburger shop whatever like we feel that fear every time um this is one of the reasons I love I'm a big fan of um the other podcast my favorite murder Karen and Georgia are awesome and they have this like mantra of fuck politeness for women where it's just like when your gut tells you to get out the politeness doesn't matter it's not like it's not about making sure that that guy feels like you didn't snub him or whatever. Just get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like get your safety is more important than holding a yeah. conversation with that guy for public social norms. Or well, whatever. and the politeness thing, it's a double edged sword because I've been in situations where I've been too polite to yeah. guys about things that have happened. And it's like, then that adds to my shame later. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not just about like, Oh, you don't need to be polite because you need to be safe. It's also like, it adds to the trauma later on. Totally. Because you're like, what's your like, oh, role shouldn't. in that conversation? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we're going to see as they, like the beginnings of the way that they flesh out this storyline, I really like, um, as mm-hmm. we'll see in the next episode of how difficult it is to recover from an event like that, that you experienced completely alone and by yourself. Yeah. The reality around the way that they wrote this, um, I thought was really well done. And then Landry yeah. showing up, like he didn't come and save her. It wasn't like knight in shining armor. He just came no. upon her after and she was just still completely And he's in just shock. so sweet. He's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, What are you doing out here in the rain? Like Yeah. And that's that's when I cried when she's just pick, trying to pick up her notebook in the rain. She's and- in complete shock. Yeah. So I love that he didn't like come and interrupt the scene. Like she got herself out, which doesn't mean that if you're not able to if you escape a situation right. that you hold any fault at all. No. But she was able to think really quickly and fight him off. And Landry wasn't the one who like came and s- saved her. He just he yeah, came I after that. That the situation. Um, yeah. So I thought that despite I know like fans who have already watched the show, despite how this like ends up getting this thread gets pulled at right now the way that they did it i think is and again like another kind of like bold important story to tell yeah, absolutely agreed. yeah i hope that um landry like doesn't i hope that it doesn't make it too much about like um or for for his sake for the character's sake i hope that he doesn't think it's too much his fault just because like you know if he had been there it wouldn't start, have yeah. happened but it's so not his fault and yeah. right. that's so hard those yeah. types of Oof. you can find stresses. guilt Oof. anywhere if you are looking hard enough of course yeah. um yeah. but to move on from that so Oof. that was during the game she wasn't there because she was studying yeah. for her test on a friday night because she's such a good little school girl right she, now because she's a badass yeah but meanwhile we are getting um one of our favorite things which we couldn't have like an all-star fnl episode without a coach taylor speech and this yes. is a really good one do we have it? it yeah i'll pull it up um and while i'm doing that um did y'all like landry's kind of um the holiday moment you're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life for god's <laughs> sake <laughs> i love that line <laughs> There was a thing on Twitter that was like, what's like a mediocre line that just like lives in your, 
head rent free. And it's that one. And it's also, um, I have a life to start living and you're not going to be in it. <laughs> oh, okay, Winslet. Uh, what a gem. Okay, here we go. Everything that's been asked of you this year and that you have asked of yourselves, gentlemen, comes down to this. Blood, sweat, and tears. It all stays right here on this field right now. This is our dirt. This is our mud. This is ours, baby. Clear our full heart, can But I love this Coach Taylor speech. My favorite. This is our dirt. This is our mud. Yeah. That'll get you It was going. so hype. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. Which I wrote that... Um, so my sister adds um, stress to everything. So if I'm like, you know, really into cooking pasta, I'm a pasta stress or something. Mm, and yes. I wrote down that Tim is such a block stress because every <laughs> yeah. time they have a big climatic moment, it's like big block, block from, from Tim Riggins. Yeah. Like, and then someone runs and yeah, I, that was they a do do moment. a good job of like, because I feel like that's not a very glamorous um, like position in football. Yeah. Tailback. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Oh, fullback. Fullback. So close. Yeah. Um, but they do a good job of, of showing like how important and how badass um, that is. I love seeing a good huge block from Riggins and then yeah. smash my boy. And then we have the prayer and then the prayer goes under them, you know, yes. high fiving and stuff. And then it goes back into the kind of big moment. And I loved the everyone, prayer. Smash's oh, prayers so are always like. You're just like whether you're religious or not, you just feel it. And I, I looked it up. He is a religious boy. He has a master's degree in religious studies from Drew oh, University. Wow. Yeah, guys, Charles. Yeah, so he. Uh, that is that the same as like? Hey, more like pious Charles. <laughs> He's a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was a fun fact. Yes. That is. But yeah, that was a really beautiful moment. And then we get some really sweetness on the field after the game. Um, we get the Julie Matt tackle, which was very sexy. Very I know. Cute. It was like yeah. so cute. And it was so cheesy. Like, no matter what, I'll always love you. Very but I love high it. school. Very high yes. school. <laughs> that did take me back of just that undying love. That yes. Is so like you have no guards up yet because you haven't really been hurt. Yeah, yes. or you have, but it's been like you got over it because you're yeah. a resilient sixteen year old or something. Yeah, yeah, it's so totally. pure. It really yeah. is. And yeah, they do a I great mean, job. There's, there's just such a thing, you know. I I haven't really watched a lot of high school, like or I guess shows that involve high schoolers. Really, like I didn't really watch more than a few episodes of Riverdale, and but I feel like this show does a really good job of like really, like reminding you of like how great aspects of high school are and just like yeah the good and the bad of just mm-hmm. like the drama of it but also like the reality of it like it just feels yeah. it feels very legit yeah this show makes me want to like go to practice after school and like yes. come home and have dinner with my family and yeah, study you know sounds really nice right? when they're <laughs> announcing that like they're closing evacuating the school or whatever and everyone's cheering and he's like but yes. everyone wait. like i we that still took have me, practice yeah that took me back for a moment too but yeah and so we get julie and matt and then we get everyone just like playing in the mud and that's yeah. it like the joy they're just playing that's exactly what coach had imagined um, yeah. this game would mean to everybody and it was so sweet and genuine and i loved the i love that we see waverly and 
uh, Smash's mom talking and she's really concerned. I don't know what they're talking about. And I don't know if she's like, you know, I don't think Smash and I are going to work out, but like, I love you. I don't know. There's just like a really, that was a really, that also made me cry. Just kind of this like ambiguousness. Yeah. Yeah. I noted that too, because Smash says like, you should talk to my mom. Like she knows you and she's a nurse and like, um, it would be safe for you. And I thought it was nice that they kind of closed that loop in a really subtle way where you could miss it and be fine. But if you catch it, um, it yeah. was it was cute. And then Smash is like trying to throw her in the mud, which was really cute. That I know. was so oh, cute. Oh, that was so cute. That yeah. made me want to have like a guy do that. That was like, when oh, I was I'm gonna like, put you in the mud. No, I'm not. <laughs> that was when I was like nostalgic for high school relationships. Yes. You know, yeah, like nowadays, totally. if if a guy was like, I'm going to throw you in the pool, I'd be like, don't you fucking dare. I have my phone right. on me <laughs> and like, please don't do yeah, that. First of all, I wouldn't even be at the pool. I'd be in my bed reading or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just wouldn't even be in that scenario. But in high school, I'd be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get Bo telling Tim, can we play that? Tim's yes, super sure, awkward sure. response to this child who just called him out for fucking his mom. <laughs> yes. Tarzan Whoopsies. Riggins. Oh. oh, let's play a little bit of Matt and Julie. We'll, we'll get a yeah, little bit cute. in there. Yeah. I'll always love you no matter what happens. Wave and smash. Hey, Bob, we're going to stay, babe. I'm going to stay, Bob. I'm going to stay, Bob. No, no. I always stop you. I always stop you. We're going to stay. We are. Yeah. Flip it over again tonight. I know we're going to stay. Nice recovery. <laughs> uh, I know we're going to state. <laughs> I know job, this is Tim. a football. Yeah. What if was he great. was like, what if he was like, um, I don't know, maybe can you talk to your mom and ask? Right. <laughs> can you ask her? It's like when you're like, can your mom ask my mom if we I can spend the night? <laughs> um <sighs> but yeah, I like that we got to see Bo um and Mama Smash. out albeit briefly Mm -hmm. um and then we end there we're going to state well we actually that's the end with the little coaching yeah matt was a different quarterback tonight yeah he was yeah and so that makes sense as to why they had to kind of draw out the um like what is what is jason going to be doing you know after this lawsuit is over and it's like oh there's a career for me possibly as a coach one day mm-hmm. at least in my high school yeah. um but yeah really great episode um very clearly a great show i'm very eager to go back and start yeah. from the beginning yay in between awesome. survivor <laughs> yes. yes of course definitely <laughs> priorities yeah can't stop watching survivor honestly <laughs> no. i physically can't i'm worried it's really like i need to go watch it right now <laughs> it's so good same but my- seriously <laughs> This show is great, and I really am excited to watch it because they just are very infectious characters that mm-hmm. you just you just like them right away, and they just have like really like it just pulls you in. Um, yeah. yeah, especially Jesse Plemons because he's one of the best actors the world has ever known. <laughs> I seriously, would agree. amen to that. Allie, do you want to be the first to rate? I feel like you should go first. I don't know why. Ten out of ten 
Um, Done. My balls. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you knew. Nailed it. Monica. Nailed it. I I am also giving this a ten out of ten. This has been I I think my I think I gave last episode a nine out of ten. I you gave and I both the pilot a nine nice. out of ten. And this is my this is my ten out of ten episode. Um you know, I yeah, just the essence of what of why they love football, why you know, he says it's football. It's what we love without the crap. <laughs> and that's what this episode was. And it made me cry a lot. And I watched it twice. And I noticed things the second time that, which is not even the second time I watched, probably like the sixth time, (laughs) um, over the course of my life. Um, but yeah, I love this one. So I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10, um, uh, frayed hairs. (laughs) <laughs> to not be on my head to see my lady. <laughs> 10 out of 10 is Landry's haircuts with Carl. <laughs> with Carl. Um, yes. Right, Carl, go. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> nah, yeah. um, I also am going to give this episode a 10 out of 10. Woo! But just so you all know, I had decided to give it a 10 before these other bozos gave it a 10. So. Okay, okay. Um, my decision wow. was... Unique and individual to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Um, we didn't talk about this note. This is a stray obzy, but um, yeah. PhDs in stupid, which was a line that Billy said to Tim. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a great episode. This is one of those episodes. Like, it's it's not a nine. It's a 10 because it has everything that we watch this show for. Um, mm-hmm. It has all of our awesome characters we get to see we have that like lovely badass ladies moment between lila and waverly and we see the mechanism that the show does of kind of putting unusual characters together in situations like that um and always doing really unique pairings that are just so great to watch we got tons of landry who we love um and then we deal with tyra's attack which i think is an important storyline that they tell really well for now And we get to the root of this show and um, Dylan, which is the joy of football and the joy of playing and what's important to all of us, which is like our home, our turf, our people and joy and playing and having fun and enjoying the things that we sometimes in our everyday lives just get our heads so wrapped around and we make things that we love stressful for ourselves. (laughs) like tv shows that i love i'm like let's do a podcast on it so that we have deadlines that involve right this show that i love <laughs> um but yeah the show just has everything that that we love about friday night lights and this episode that's it this episode yeah yeah 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 what did you say 10 out of 10 phds and stupid right yes <laughs> love it love it <laughs> well awesome um right Thanks so much for coming on the yes, show. Yes, Allie. Thank you yeah, for joining so much us. Fun. Thank you for having awesome. me. Yeah. Let us know if you get uh, super hooked. We'll bring you back. I yes. definitely um, will. We've got a lot more ground to cover. Perfect. Yeah. I'm excited for your journey. Yay. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yes. Clear, Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't <laughs> Bye, y'all. <Nailed> it. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> All my friends were vampires Didn't know they were vampires Turns out I was a vampire myself In the devil town